We'll be glad to get it all behind us, of course. Sponsored, of course, always by Boyle Sports, principal sponsor of Birmingham City Football Club, and in conjunction with SAS Autos, our good friends down at Boardsy Labour Club and the Garrison Coffee Company. And, of course, you can find us on Switch Radio tomorrow night. Well, not live. The live version of this will go out on Switch Radio tomorrow. And it is Christmas week. I have not told anybody ever that it's my birthday on Friday. <laughs> not we have with us tonight, a.k.a. Mr. Robe, Mark... Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hope everyone's OK. And uh, Mr. Sheen himself, Mr. Paul Lickers. Good evening, all. Mrs. Brown. Good evening. <laughs> and from myself, good evening. And, of course, the legend that is Cameron Jerome for our Christmas special, ladies and gentlemen. Cameron Jerome. Evening, guys. You <laughs> are. You are. Be mine all day for that. Paul, show us your Christmas shirt. Woo! The penguin. I thought it was very, you know, yep, apt. relevant with blues very and all that. Very clever. Very clever. You can see your thoughts about. What you got, Mark? I'm, I've just got on my uh, box standard Christmas hat. It's quite itchy, yeah, actually. I've got my box standard Christmas hat on and all. Yeah, I didn't get the memo, guys. No, Sorry. no. I'd <laughs> make the best region anybody's pant up and down this country, don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the last one, so what we're going to do, we're going to try, ladies and gents, our very best tonight to put a great big smile on somebody's face. That's all. That's all. Because we're going to have a bit of a laugh. We'll uh, catch up with Cameron and find out... Uh, 
I could just see my picture on my hat on, Chris. Thanks a lot for that. <laughs> you look a pillar, can't you? <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those nights tonight. <laughs> the final one of 2020, and we've kept it going all the way through COVID, all the way through the year. And uh, Chris, just tell us when we'll be back. Uh, I haven't looked at the calendar, but I think it's going to be the first week in Jan. First week in January, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quite Third a few games to between now and then, so uh, yeah. we'll have plenty to talk about, I'm sure. Uh, right, okay, a disaster over the weekend. Uh, I don't know what went on and watched it, but like, dear me, some sloppy defending, some a howler, an absolute howler uh, by Etheridge. And, you know, that's not like him, that's not like him. So, you know, it, it's, it's on to the next one. We've got to get up, we've got to crack on. Um, please, 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 all the boo boys, stop. Stop it. Support. Mm. That's what it's all about. You're a supporter. Okay? Mm. You're a supporter. Mm. Well, we can't the show tonight, mate. Sorry, Mick, Nick, we missed that last bit. I said, Cameron, great to have you on the show tonight. Yeah. Cheers. Thank you for having me, guys. And thanks for giving you Monday night up, mate. Tell us what you're doing with yourself at the moment. At the minute, I'm uh, just at MK Dons uh, for the season. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, obviously... In and, in and around things at the minute, obviously a disappointing result for us boys on Saturday. Uh, it was a long journey down to Plymouth uh, to get beat 1-0, so a uh, bit of a disappointing in that respect. But um, yeah, obviously the games, like you said, are coming thick and fast over Christmas, so plenty of uh, opportunity to, to bounce back and win some games. Did you manage to watch the game over the weekend, the Blues game? Uh, didn't, I didn't see any football because no, I was travelling. No, it, it was an absolute howler by, uh, by average. And, I felt really, really sorry for him because he has been on absolute top form all the way through, mm-hmm. well, the first half of the season. Um, you know, but these things happen. You know, sometimes you have a bad day at the office, don't you? Mm. Yeah, certainly. I mean, uh, obviously, when you're a goalkeeper, it's highlighted even more, I suppose, uh, making um, a sort of a big error because obviously m- m- more time it's going to lead to a goal. So, um, yeah, obviously, you've got to sympathise with the goalkeeper there. And, you know, obviously, I'm sure he's an experienced campaigner. It'll be something that he'll, uh, he'll want to sort of rectify in the next coming I'm sure, you know, obviously, knowing him and playing against him before, is, you know, he's a quality goalkeeper. So, uh, you know, he'll bounce back from that, surely. Yeah. 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 It's you know, just what, been... Go on, sorry, go on, Nick. I was just going to say, it's been individual errors that have let... Oh, I think most goals, apart all the seven goals that we've conceded in the last two games, and I'll go back to Cardiff last Wednesday as well, where we did play really well at times, and... You know, on a positive note, absolute worldy goal from Sanchez. Um, and obviously the penalty save from Everidge as well, which was a world-class save. Unfortunately, didn't mean anything in the end. But, you mm. know, there's, that, there's only one goal in that game, really, that I can say was probably unavoidable, which was a great through ball from the Cardiff yeah. player, you know, that led mm. to the goal. But other than that, it's individual errors. And we, we, there's no zonal marking anymore. We seem to have lost the identity that we had of being mm. a difficult team to break down and, and conceding goals. And... We seem to be better in the team when George Friend is playing, don't we, defensively? Uh, we're, not, we're not conceding as many silly goals like that. But, you know, unfortunately, Terrell and Clayton lost their men, didn't they, for two of the goals on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, yeah, we, we just, unfortunately, concentration levels seem to be low when we're put under pressure. And that means then, obviously, when you can see, confidence is low. But first 20 minutes on Saturday, we played really well. We went I was really up and then, loving it. Yeah, Hogan gets that other chance. If Hogan puts that one away, then it's 2-0 and yeah. it's probably a different game. But as soon as they scored, our heads seemed to drop, didn't they? And, you know, Everidge's errors, I can't criticise him too much because he's probably been player of the season so far. Yes, yes definitely, definitely. definitely. Um, yeah, but we need to, we need to, um, we need to dust ourselves off and, 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 and move forward and just think forward now and try and 
hopefully regroup for Saturday and get a good result for Forest. Yeah. Paul, what everybody's got to understand, right? That game, the final whistle has blown on it. It's finished. It's gone. It was a 4-1 defeat. It was a bit humiliating. On to the next one. Yeah. On to the next one. Keep your support going. Lisa Field, hi to all. My nine-year-old son is watching uh, watching you. He loves the show every week with the different blues-related people on it. Well, tell him very Merry Christmas from all of us, Lisa. I don't know his name, but uh, there he is, your nine-year-old son, Lisa Field. <laughs> A Merry Christmas to you all. Oh, um, we, we, we lost it, though. After, after that equaliser... It, we, we just weren't the same. Like, as Graham Hayne says, confidence just drained after they equalised. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think what? they had four shots on goal and scored four goals. Correct me yeah. if I'm wrong. But it wasn't many more than four shots on goal. No, it wasn't. And to be fair, they are a top six team. You'd expect yeah. that, you know, Neil Warnock's side. Um, mm. It's just, I, know, I hate saying cliches, but it really was a really bad day at the office. Um, yeah. And again, again, on social media... He's useless. Get him out, and it drives me mental. You know, he's drives, 20 drives me you know what? On on here, right? Um, well, obviously we do the uh, three word review every week. Yeah, oh, what... we we do, yes, we do, yes. <laughs> yeah. We invented that, didn't we? <laughs> uh, Stephen Gillam, right? Go and AK, you'll get it right. Keep right on, Stephen K. AK needs time to turn things around after a few years struggling down the bottom. It's not going to be a six month fix. Uh, Craig Courtney, watch out for guest announcements. They're coming thick and fast in 2021, and we're going to continue the way 2020 has been. Well done, Craig, mm-hmm. for all the immense hard work you put in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lorraine, Lorraine Pythian uh, O'Brien, I can't say uh, she says, I should be tuning in on my way home from work. Bless you. Please give me a keep right on tonight. I will be working all over Christmas. Keep right on. Merry Christmas and a happy, safe, healthy New Year. And keep right on to you, Lorraine, from everybody here on the team. I think she's one of the workers um, in, um, in the hospitals. Have joined us. Hi to everybody. Totem Talk Show from Queensland, Australia. Keep right on. Hoping for a better 2021 with or without AK. Merry Christmas and New Year. Well, I'm hoping it's going to be with. Um, Gregory Beasley says he's happy to stay up. It's a long, long road. Yes. Um, you, you, and yeah. it is. It is. It's not going to be an easy journey, this isn't. No. It's, it's a season of transition, Nick, and in transition, there's turbulence, isn't there? It's, you know, yeah, you're going to have ups and you're going to have ups and downs. I mean, have we forgotten Bristol City away and Reading away? You know, we were outstanding in both of them games. And, you know, like I say, we just need to get that back and try and get some sort of consistency. But I will say that chopping and changing the team so often doesn't help. Obviously, you're not going to get that, you know, stability in the team. But this COVID, obviously, at the moment, with so many games trying to squeeze them all in a short space yeah. of time. Isn't yeah. helping either, so you've got no choice no. but to make changes as well. Well Chris, so. well, Chris will tell you, back in the 70s, you only ever had the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless three to a player. Mm-hmm. Well, Cameron, mm-hmm. when you played, we didn't chop and change the team that much, did we? That oh, season? No. Certainly under uh, McLeish, I think, in the, in the first couple of years, well, yeah, the first year in the Premier League, it was pretty much consistent. And he, he found a formula what worked and, you know, you sort of stick with that. You sort of get a level of continuity and consistency throughout the team and, uh, obviously, when when it's when it's going well and you're winning games, I suppose there's no real need to change it. But um, obviously, it sounds like Ita's sort of trying to, you know, mm. search for a formula. What's mm. what is not quite uh, got hold of yet? What's you know, what's not working? So he's it needs at least, he needs, it, it, yeah, he needs at least two or three transfer windows, doesn't he, to make it his own? I, I think so. I think as a manager, like you say, it sounds like it's been a transitional year for him, and uh, he's probably not got all the players in who he wanted. Obviously, with finances and COVID and things like that affecting things. So, um, 
you know, you, you can't be judged off the back of 19, 20 games. You've got to give him, you know, uh, January to get maybe one or two signings and strengthen one or two key areas and, you know, obviously assess things. Next year, Blues won't go down, in my opinion. They've got no. too much quality to go down. All right, they might flirt with the with the bottom sort of six, eight teams. Um like a lot of teams will uh, be flirting a bit, you know, this year because it's going to be quite tight down there. So, um, yeah, there'd be no danger going down, but you can't judge a man after 19 games. You, you know, give it a year at least, you know, before you can be, 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 be sort of critical of them. Mm, so the well, message is, so- people, settle down, get behind, continue your support. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just go through this bumpy ride for the rest of this season and then hopefully come next season, you know, after he's had a couple more windows. We've got January, obviously. I don't think he's got... A lot of money to spend. I don't know. I mean, it does worry me. What do, what do we think about the Cop and Tilton closing for remedial works? Is it really going to yeah. make any difference at the moment? Well, not at the moment, but it's, it's you know, it, it, obviously the, there are bills there that were due to be paid that haven't been paid by the looks of things. I must admit, it was a bit of a shock of that, seeing that news come through, wasn't it? We weren't expecting that. It's like a throwback to the Kumar days or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I hope I'm totally wrong. I mean, all the staff in the offices have had to move over to the main stand. Um, nobody's allowed to work in there because it's not safe. It's, mm-hmm. it's failed. A, a, a stand that was built in 1906 is safer than the Cop and Tilton. Yeah. yeah that's 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 true. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah. We did have the roof blow off on the main stand one day. Do you remember that one? <laughs> I'll get some more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nigel Mann says, Nick, it's your birthday. When? Uh, I'll just consult oh, the diary. Oh, for God's sake. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> He's the same, Cameron. What moisturiser you, do you use? You haven't changed a bit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you you know what they're all saying, eh? Oh. <laughs> I guess I know. I know he's put that sent that in then. To be fair, the main stand is saying, Ray Hobro, here you're right there, mate. I mean, it's the, the, I think we spent a couple of million on it a few years ago and improved it all inside, didn't we, and everything. So, um, yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit of a dinosaur to look at still from the outside, but from the inside, I think it's, uh, it's up to scratch. Oh, it's horrible. Are we, are we talking about Nick? <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, a question, question from one of our top friends here, uh, Vic Singh. Have you ever faced a quicker player in football than yourself? Uh, yeah, Adama Traore. Uh, really? Old. Yeah. Yeah, when, when we played against him for Norwich when he was at Middlesbrough, I believe, yeah, I thought... I was keen to give him a race to see how quick he was, actually, to be honest with you. I was half saying it before the game. I didn't want to see how quick this fellow is. And uh, he managed to come back and get the ball because he was playing right wing near their own penalty area. And then he just burst away. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, this guy is unbelievably fast. He's so fast. So, so fast. I've never seen anything like it. Seriously. Yeah. And Russell Smith, wow. what's your best goal you ever scored? He's got to say the banger against Liverpool. Yeah, we was just debating this. I think I've got. I had a little bit more to do in that goal, so that that's probably number one for me. Followed closely by the the, the Stoke goal against Southampton, but yeah, I think uh, that was a little bit more instinctive, obviously. But yeah, the Liverpool one it doesn't come more special than scoring at Anfield, does it? Especially the way you I was do watching it. that. I was watching that one here in my local town in the pub, and uh, somebody took my photograph as I jumped off the chair, and I think they edit the roof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the first touch as well, Cameron, for that goal was just incredible. The way you took it out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah, taking it out of the sky, beat, holding off Mascarano and beating Pepe Reina from, from distance. You know, obviously it takes them doing, doesn't it? It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a Zidane first touch and a Shearer finish, wasn't it? Oh, Shearer's just pure power. It was instinct. It was just honestly like, oh, I've had two or three good touches here. I need to hit it. 
and that was it. And it just sailed away. And, you know, I was like, wow, I was so far away. It took me ages to get to our fans to celebrate. I remember I was, yeah. I was, I was blowing by the time I got there. I was like, right, I need to slide it because I'm absolutely blowing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who's it? Replying to Russell. Sam Mollett said you scored a great goal against Queen's Park Rangers as well. First season. Yeah, first goal for Birmingham, 2-0 away at uh, QPR. I think members a long ball by Mike Taylor. Uh, I just ran through the defence and sort of lofted it over the keeper as he was coming out. But yeah, obviously it was, a, it was my first ever goal for Blue, so I'll always remember that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the free, people are mentioning as well the 3-2 game at Wolves when Colin Dulce had the penalty. The goal he got in that game was, uh, yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. The last-minute uh, winner where I think Sheffield and Bentner were screwing at me in the middle to square it, but I was through and I was always going to try and shoot there, so... Yeah, that was a, that was actually a nice finish. Good game that as well. That's fair. Really good game. Yeah, good game. yeah. and the Spurs, yeah. the Spurs one as well. The Spurs goal as well, Cameron. Yeah, away at away at White Lane, McLeish's first yeah. game. Obviously, Sebel took the took the plaudits for his wonder strike in the last minute. But yeah, the, my goal wasn't too shabby either. To be fair, the little uh, left foot um, bottom corner, nice little finish. So yeah, I was I was quite pleased with that one as well. Your introducing yeah. introdu- introduction, sorry, to, to the Blues wasn't exactly successful in your first game. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think it quite panned out as I, as I imagined, but um, yeah, that's what we want. What we want. Yeah, it can happen sometimes. I mean, I was obviously a young, young, younger guy then at that period of time, and I suppose it's just enthusiasm. You know, you just move to a new club. Uh, you're 19 years old. I think I just turned 20, maybe, or just about to turn 20. So it's like, I need to try and make a statement. I need to try and, you know, mark my territory, so they say. You definitely did. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I marked it too hard, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, yeah, dear. It's, it's one of the things you learn from it as a player. And, you know, of course you do. Of course you do. Adam, well, can you ask Cameron what the worst injury he's ever suffered during his career uh, has been? And how long is your recovery and how did you deal with not playing? It was at Blues, actually. It was the year we went down, uh, the, my last season. I had I'd suffered a plantar fascia injury um, maybe five weeks before the end of the season in training. Uh, it's basically some, it's like a, a ligament underneath your foot. And I, I literally ruptured it. And uh, obviously, I think at the time, we had so many injuries out. So I had to sort of try and play for it, for injections and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, it was so agonisingly uh, painful. I couldn't do it for the last... I think I played the last game, actually. The last game of the season, I played against Tottenham away at White Hat Lane with a ruptured plantar fascia, which is probably not the best idea to do. Uh, but obviously, it was it was touch and go to stay in the league, so it was something I, I agreed to do. Um, and then, obviously, I went away in the summer for six weeks healed, and I came back in pre-season and tore it the first day. So, uh, yeah, my career was sort of hanging by a thread by then, so... Um, Luckily, I've not torn it since or injured it since, but it was something that uh, was a serious, serious injury. And, uh, yeah, nearly a career ender, to be honest with you. Some great questions coming in. Graham Haynes, what was it like coming on in the Carlin Cup final? And what was the message from McLeish when you came on? Uh, to be fair, I was, it's a mixed emotions because I was gutted I didn't start. Obviously, I was buzzing we won. Uh, he told me the week before I won't start. And I think we played Sheffield Wednesday in the Cup the week before and I picked up yeah. an ankle. Yeah. Um, I came off of an ankle injury in the game and then I think it was in a week, I think I'd got back fit training and he said, look, you're not going to start the game. So I was—I sort of knew before anyway, I was a bit good, but obviously coming on, you're just trying to protect the lead out. You're 2-1 up against mm-hmm. Arsenal, you're the underdog. So at Wembley, it's like, wow, this is its amazing. You know what I mean? It's like, as a player, you're never going to get a chance to sort of, you know, I, I wouldn't say like as a player, I mean, 
the level of Club Birmingham are is not every year you get into cup finals. And it was something that all the players knew. It was an opportunity we was probably never going to get again as players. And I actually had a chance to move in that window. I was supposed to go to Stoke in that window, but I said no because we was in the cup finals. Like, look, we're, I'm <laughs> we like, don't want to go to Stoke. What a dumb worry. <laughs> <laughs> I read the script and I, I seen the stick jumping. So I was like, I'm jumping ship now. Uh, they came in for me and the club said no. And said, look, they put enough money in and said, look, it's up to you. And I said, no, look, I don't want to go. Like, I'm happy where I am. And obviously, we're in the cup final and things are going well for us here. So I've got no reason to want to go. So. I'm just so what did you do after after we won the game? What happened then, Cameron? I don't know, obviously, a lot of celebrations. And we've had Roy, the photographer, on here tell us his story about Roger Johnson with the hood on his coat, with the, uh, with the champagne. He poured champagne in his hood for him to lift it up or all over him. Um, <laughs> He was obviously, we celebrated after in the change room and stuff like that. Then obviously seeing friends and family after the game. And then uh, I think some of the lads, obviously, well, I stayed in London myself. I think some of the lads went to a couple of clubs. Uh, half the team was probably split. Some of the older lads probably did something a little bit more, you know, low-key. And the, older, the younger lads sort of went and had a little bit of a booze up. So that was a good good night out after. Definitely a good night. Well, great night, I should say. Not good night. Yeah. Great night. Um, I've got home four o'clock in the morning. Sorry, Nick. I got back home about four o'clock in the morning from that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got back, we're back into New Street Station. There was no trains from there to here. Well, last, last train out of here is at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. We've only just had electric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we can tell. <laughs> right, Sorry, Linda Mark, what was you going to send 50 <laughs> stars? No. What's all that about, Chris Brown, please? Sorry? Linda Magnet has just sent 50 stars. What's all that about, please? Uh, well, that, this is a, a sort of a virtual currency that Facebook have uh, these days. Um, I think one star equals a penny, so it's not it's not massive money, but you know it's just a way of giving uh, money to charity and, and so forth and streamers, not like so. Yeah, all okay. adds up, all adds up. Go on, Mark. What was you going to say, Mark? I was going to ask Cameron. Um, apart from the obvious, the medal and the shirt, what else have you got any mementos from that day? Um, what did you I think? I just think I had the shirt and obviously the medal. I think I think I might have had some boots, but I think Knight must made made me some boots for the game. And but I've got mm. I've got them all. I've got all my, I still got all my football mementos uh, yeah. at home. And I've not even you know really sort of put frames up of shirts and stuff like. That. I've got bags of jerseys, but I need to sort of go through and. One of my favourite memories as well, Cameron, was an assist of yours against against them up the road in the quarterfinal uh, when you when your your pace down that right to whip it in for Zich. Yeah. And he actually made a bit of a mess of it, didn't he? I thought he fluffed it, but yeah, it, it, it was sort of a two-touch finish from Big Ziggy there. To be fair, yeah. it seemed like the nature going in. It seemed like it just slowed and slowed and slowed. But yeah, now that, yeah. that was probably better than the semis. Actually, for me, beating Villa in the quarters was better than the semis. Oh yeah, 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 hundred yeah. percent. Just the feeling, just the feeling though, the final whistle against West Ham and the atmosphere that night as well. We were going to the new Wembley for the first time. Was just yeah, you know, yeah it's giving was... me goosebumps now. Yeah, it was special. Yeah. And especially the way we came back as well. I mean, obviously, yeah, the way the tide sort of, you know, ebbed and weaved and, you know, we was in it, we was out of it and we was in it and we won it. It was like, wow, it was such a roller coaster to go through. But no, it, was, it was brilliant memories. At the yeah. end of that, remember, Kesara Sarah, we're going to Wembley. Mm. They heard it in Aston, mate, believe me. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I keep saying on here, I've said it a few times now, Cameron, we're the only West Midlands club to win a major trophy in high definition. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. black and white really doesn't count, does it? I, I don't have these no. people that say football in the 70s and 60s. It was a different game then. It wasn't even football, really, for me. But it's another <laughs> argument for another day, in it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Questioning from Jason Hughes. Does Cameron understand the animosity to MK Dons from football fans because how they form? Do people pick you up on this? I don't have any animosity to MK Dons. Do you, Paul? Um, no. Uh, mm. Good question. Good question. Yeah. I suppose there's always going to be that sort of thing where, unless you really know the true story, and I found out the true story since going there, but... Yes, yeah, I, I think people are sort of back up the wrong tree with that one. I don't think they actually know the truth behind the move and the breakaway from Plough Lane and the old Wimbledon and stuff like that. So it's quite cool. Yeah. It's not as straightforward as people think, oh, they've just broke away and stole the name and moved up to Milton Keynes and took, you know, took it out of sort of uh, Wimbledon. It was a lot more complex. It's, um, a nice sta- it's a nice stadium, isn't it, Cameron? I've been there. Yeah. Fantastic stadium. Oh, it's Fantastic a great looking stadium. stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, location's great. Um, mm. Yeah, I think that, you know, obviously the owner's got quite high uh, ambitions, but they're just not quite being able to get to where they want to and, and sustain it, really. So uh, it's definitely one where if someone was to probably come along and say, look, it's close to London, you've got fantastic infrastructure, uh, we'll invest a few uh, quid into the club, and I think it'd be one what someone could possibly take take uh, further forward, definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you could probably do a bit of clothes shopping and all, can't you, after the game? Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, <laughs> you can pop up to Birmingham and nick one of them Christmas jumpers you're buying, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, one memory of MK Don's way was um, having the big picker mix out on the way and <laughs> that was a bit surreal. <laughs> <laughs> Have they completed the stadium now? Are all the seats in? Or is it yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was in. The, they've been in for a while. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the, the 30, one there, was they hadn't completed it. Yeah, yeah. it's thirty thousand, thirty-two thousand, something like that. So it's, it's a good, yeah, it's a good it's nice Yeah, yeah, fair play, fair play. So who had the who had the biggest influence on your career at Blues, Cameron? Would you say? Um, I'd definitely say McLeish, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, just in terms of learning on and off the pitch, and I think sort of maturing with age and stuff like that. It was. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, when I first went with under Steve, obviously, I was still a young lad. I was still growing up, you know, maturing as a person. Uh, but obviously with Alex, um, yeah, definitely had the, the biggest impact on me for sure. Obviously, worked with him the longest as well. So, yeah, I mean, I mean Alex, I mean, I still speak to him now and again now. Uh, so, he's, he's always one where you can lean on for that little bit of advice and stuff like that. So, he's, you know, he's a great man. Yeah. Yeah, that season that we finished ninth when we went, um, how many games did we go and beat? Was it eleven? Eleven, yeah. Eleven games unbeaten, running the Premier League. That was uh, that was a fantastic so achievement. So fantastic. Oh, for them days, Paul. Oh, for them days, eh? <laughs> Will they ever return? Well, you never well, know, Christian. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown. Yes. Uh, can you please push the shirt? Yes. And the balls. My and two the balls, balls. And the balls. Yeah, we're, we're hoping Christ. Give you the other. I'm hoping. Sorry, I'm best. I'm hoping Craig's going to come on so he can. Uh, give a bit more insight into some of the competitions we're running. But we have got a shirt up for auction this evening, and I'll, I'll uh, post, I'll turn my camera around in a second. But I believe it's up to something like £250, that one. is courtesy of our friend uh, our friend Liam, Liam Daish, who sent in this shirt that you're about to see, which hasn't come up because the camera's not working. But anyway... Yeah, so I'll put a picture up in a bit. Um, the shirt's at £250. Wow. So far. And that's going to all our chosen charities for the Christmas appeal? It is, yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. absolutely fantastic. Lovely shirt, that. It is, it is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'll so we've got that, we've got the two signing footballs, which we need to, to get 
the um, uh, cards filled up on. I don't know how many is left, to be perfect honest. We'll find out very shortly. Yeah. But uh, there are two marvellous signed footballs, and one of them has got Chucho Benitez's signature on it. So... Right then, here we go. I'll turn the camera around so people can see the shirt. What was it like playing with uh, Chucho Cameron? Uh, yeah, that's, obviously that season we played together was amazing, obviously, because it's just refreshing to play 4-4-2. I mean, playing 4 5 one so hard. Um, obviously, you don't, as a striker, you don't sort of get the the recognition you deserve sometimes doing that graveyard shift. I mean, it's so hard playing that shift in the team, what, you know, is set, designed to defend, really. Uh, so, I mean, playing 4 4 is obviously, you know, with, with Christian, it was brilliant because he was so off the cuff, but in a great way where, I mean, he... You know, had commit people. People was frightened to death of him because he had obviously had a great turn of purse, uh, skillful. You know, low centre of gravity, and obviously he's a, he's a massive goal threat. You know, obviously he didn't score as many goals as he probably could have, but uh, he, he created and laid on many others for others. You know what I mean? And obviously I benefited massively from playing with him. So uh, yeah, it was it was it was brilliant for me to play with. Him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's and obviously so tragic. So tragic what happened to him as well, wasn't That's it? Right, so, yeah. Yeah, it's incredible. Rest in peace to him. But what was Chucho like as a teammate? Spoke little English, but appeared. Um, why does it disappear every time I chuff him? Uh, but appeared to love his time at the Blues. What a great player, Cameron and Chucho had a fantastic partnership. Yeah, yeah. he was, he was honestly. Even though he didn't speak good English, I mean, he could still sort of communicate. He could get by. He could, you know, say what he probably wanted to say to a degree. And you sort of get where he was coming from, sort of thing. So, you, I mean, you could sort of bounce off each other. And there was other people who, who sort of chipped in and helped him buy. So, you know, you, you got to buy just fine, to be honest with you. You could tell how much the club meant to him. Do you remember his goal against Burnley, the last game of the season? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you could just tell. He just loved the place, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. he did. He, I mean, it was so unfortunate because I think if he had an English test to take... Um, at the end of the season and we would have signed him but I think he didn't he didn't pass the English test or there was yeah, something with his agents his agent was trying to take him to West Ham or something like that and you know, it was just yeah. it was a bit of a, a month, uh, yeah it was a bit bit, bit muddled up to be honest with you what actually happened but you know by all means he, you know from the impressions I got what we was keeping him and I was you know obviously I was delighted to keep him but obviously you know he, something happened within the deal and he sort of ended up going somewhere else but um yeah, it was. He would have been fantastic for that second season because he would. He would only got better for me because you know that first sort of settling in period and mm. that initial, you know, tr- transition of getting to use to English football. He would have been fantastic. I thought in the second season yeah. we we missed something like that in the second year. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That leads yeah. me on to our. Um, that leads me on to the questions from in the week, if that's all right, because one, it does follow on from this conversation quite well. So. Shane Roberts just asking Cameron, was you upset that we didn't that you didn't get chance for a long term partnership with Chucho after a brilliant 2009-10 season, uh, with obviously his loan ending and him going back to his parent club? And, and did you prefer playing alongside Chucho or, or Nikola Zigic? Um, the way we played, definitely Chucho, because we played uh, quite similar. So it was two sort of fast, dynamic players um, yeah. who was probably unpredictable would be a fair way of saying. Whereas. Uh, Big Ziggy was quite one-dimensional uh, yeah. quite easy to play against at times but obviously he could cause you a problem with his height and his awkwardness so uh, yeah. yeah and I thought you know we didn't sort of play that long ball style of football what would have you know sort, sort of suited a big man little man combinations so um, yeah I thought, I thought with, even though I didn't play for more than one season with either of them yeah. it definitely Christian what I would have uh, preferred 
definitely. And that's yeah. not taking nothing away from Big Ziggy. He, you know, he was good in his own right, but um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, we played we played Big Ziggy to the to perfection, didn't we, against Arsenal in that cup final? They didn't know what to do. Yeah, yeah. oh, totally. Yeah, the game plan. To be fair, the game plan from from Alex was 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 magnificent. You know, everyone played out of their skin, one hundred and twenty percent, and obviously the big man caused them, you know, no end of yeah. problem. You know, yeah, they, didn't was, have, they didn't have a clue what to do with him. No, right. that was probably the difference between the two teams, really. You know, like it obviously was, it we, was. Had ball, we had, you know, we had that calmness in terms of you know people like Bowyer and Ferguson in the middle of the park who who could control a game of football. Stevie Carr at the back, so we had that experience through the spine of the, the team, and obviously the service up to the big man that day was was magnificent. So you know, and, obviously, and, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. every time Ziggich every time Ziggich headed the ball down or got the ball, they they were anxious. You could tell, and that's nah. what caused the mistake yeah. between Shelnick. And Chesney in goal when he edited it down. Yeah, they panicked. just panicked. Martin's the nipping, yeah. It just creates yeah. that though, because when, when you've got someone who's so awkward and who's so effective at what they're doing, it just creates that uncertainty for the defender because he knows he can't win the first header. So then he's yeah. sort of like, where do I go for the second one? Do I try gamble? I'm going to get the, the second one or do I drop yeah. off? And like you say, it just created that moment of uncertainty between the goalkeeper and the defender. And obviously, yeah. Ober was, was sharp, sharp as anything mm-hmm. off, off the mark and he nipped it and obviously the rest is history. I just remember not celebrating for about three seconds because nothing ever like, like that happens to us. And I was, waiting for, I was waiting for any reason for a foul on the keeper, offside. It can't yeah. be, that can't be given. That don't happen to us. And then yeah. when, I saw, when I saw the referee just point towards the other end, like saying it's a goal, it was just pure pandemonium. Oh, what a up. feeling. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Even, even yeah. now, 10 years on, you know, nine, 10 years on, it, you just can't, even now, I can't believe it. Every time you see the footage, you just can't. You just can't believe it. Amazing, amazing. amazing. Um, Lisa Field saying, uh, what was it like scoring your first goal for Blues? Obviously, the one at QPR away. And I play football. What advice would you give me? from a, that's, a, that's her son, Ryan, who's, who's nine years old. So he's Ryan, age nine. He's asking that question. Um, obviously, my first goal for Blues was special because, obviously, starting the way I started, uh, I was put on the back foot and under pressure immediately. So I had to sort of, you know to try and score or play well or, you know, I was always under pressure to do something good to redeem myself from that mistake onwards. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a great moment for myself and it was, you know, something I'll always be proud of scoring my first goal for, for the club. But um, I'd say in terms of advice for, you know, Lisa's son there, I mean, nine years old, just enjoy yourself. You know, just, it's football, just, just go and play with a smile on your face and just go somewhere where you're going to be with your friends. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it. That's all you need to be doing at that age, really. There's, there's nothing other, other than that, really. This enjoyment and, and, and playing with friends and just being happy. Yeah, yeah. And Dan Lockyer is asking, what was your favourite Blues moment and worst? So your favourite moment for Blues and worst moment for Blues? I'd say my favourite moment was winning the cup and get, winning the cup. But the first year we got promoted, that was one of my favourite moments as well. Um, and the worst was getting relegated in the second season of the McLeishum after we won the cup. That was no, yeah. We was we was too good to go down almost in terms of yeah. the squad we had and how well we'd done that year. But it just caught up with us at the end of the season. The injuries and uh, obviously the the, um, the defeats. What we, we sort of started suffering towards the end of the season. Sort of mm-hmm. you know caught up with us in the end. But yeah, that was probably the worst one I'd say for me. Yeah, and James Ratchford is asking, how did it, how did it feel scoring that screamer at Anfield? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I kind of talked about it, but can you remember yeah, what was going yeah. through your head when you saw it at the net? Wow, I can't believe I've, I've actually scored from this distance. But, um, <laughs> nah, it's, just, it's a moment of like, it's hard to explain about scoring a goal. When you score a goal, it's like, it's relief, it's joy, it's excitement, it's so many different emotions in one. But scoring a goal of that magnitude, obviously, against a, 
the level of op- opposition it's even you know it's just intense by 10 15 20 so uh yeah it was it, and of course on their own turf as well yeah you, you, you know scoring against the big boys is always nice but obviously scoring away at Anfield is something what you'll remember you know you know I try and tell the kids now look you know daddy scored at Anfield but like yeah you don't really get it but uh, <laughs> might, might worked, you know what I mean yeah um, and, and Will Woods asking who was the fa- your favourite player you played with at Blues overall who would you say um, <laughs> you know what for one of the my favourite players I played with I'd say Frank Kudrew yeah, just because he was such a lovely gentleman for starters, but he was so funny. He was such a good player in training, like you know, just to see him playing. I don't know. He's just something about him. He had that air of I don't know. It was I wouldn't say he was necessarily relaxed, but he was just so calm and you know everything he did. He you know had a wonderful left foot. He was a little bit struggling with his weight. He didn't really have pace. There was nothing really like to his game what stood out. But mm. training around the place, he was just such a lovely guy coming every day with a, a smile on his face. He'd laugh, a joke, and slap you on the ass, and slap you on the back. You know, he was just that sort of guy that everyone loved. You know, he, he was honestly he was such a nice guy. On him and Radit uh, Jaidi was two of the most like yeah. outstanding humans you'll ever meet in football. Honestly, it was just like yeah. pleasure to play with both of them. But yeah, I mean Frank was was brilliant man for me. He was just oh. like. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to sit with Frank at the Players Awards when he won Player of the Season in 2008 at the uh, yeah. ICC. Um, and I was on his table. Me and, me and my dad were sat on his table. like So, yeah, we got to know him a little bit for a few hours there. And he was making us laugh there, I remember. Yeah, he's a good, good, good laugh, isn't he? He's a good, good guy. Yeah, he's a great guy. Because, sorry, Judge Corey, but um, David Sullivan blasted him at one point, didn't he? Yeah. And uh, what was... I don't get that. It's just, I think that was David's way, wasn't it, sort of thing. I mean... Yeah. You still see it now to a degree at West Ham, but uh, it's always it's someone else's fault, isn't it? Like, that's yeah. sort of its mentality. And that was, someone was always going to get the finger pointed. And Frank, you know, was on a, a nice contract. And, you know, um, yeah, un- unfortunately for him, he got the brunt of of it after we got relegated, I suppose. So it was never nice to see, you know, a, a fellow teammate getting getting stick, mm-hmm. especially from the owner. It's, it's on her, yeah. not really. really yeah. Pointing the finger, but I, think, I suppose that was, that's, that's, that's sort of David's way. Sorry, Cameron. How did, how did Frank take that criticism? Was he a bit miffed by it, or did he just, you know, shrug it off? Uh, he sort of shrugged it off. To be fair, he, he sort of laughed it off. He was a bit obviously cheesed off at the time, but I think you yeah. know, after that, after the laughs and jokes had sort of, you know, filtered out, I think he was uh, he was cool with it. To be fair, he took it in his stride, and you know, obviously bounced back. You know, obviously how he did. Yeah. Well, he threw it back at him in the best way possible. He went and won Player of the Season the following season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, that showed, you know, obviously the, the level of commitment he had towards the club when it was being questioned in the, in, the, in the first place, and obviously what the fans thought of him and what the players thought of him. So yeah. performances. Yeah. yeah. Is that it, Paul? There is a few more, Nick. But do you want to? Did you want to say okay, something? I want to catch up on a couple of things. Craig Courtney says we've got seventeen teams left for the West Harding signed shirt. They're only at two pounds each. So uh, get those in, and don't forget the uh, the the. Um, Liam Day's shirt is currently up 250 quid. If anybody wants to up that, you're very, very welcome. Fantastic, guys. Nick, Nick, can I just also say that we need to say thank you to Ball Sports as well. They've actually sent us a signed shirt this weekend. Right, OK, um, that's super. Of the current squad. It's, oh, mate, that's uh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Linda Ensor put me down for £10, Craig Courtney, so that's uh, £7 left. 
Sure, as, as Chris says, stands at 250. If we can get any more on that, it's all for charity, guys. All for charity. charity. All for charity. Thank you, guys. A couple more then, Paul, if you like. Yeah. Um, okay, so Siobhan Kenny's asking, um, could Cameron wish my daughter a happy eighth birthday? It's her birthday tonight, today. Um, don't know her name, unfortunately. Do we, do we know Siobhan's? Can we get Siobhan's daughter's name, please? Siobhan, put it on the group. Put it on the uh, page. Yeah, on the chat, if you're listening. Put it up and we'll, we'll, we'll say happy birthday. Yeah, we'll ask Cameron to wish her happy birthday. Um, That's fantastic. So, um, yeah. I think that's it, Cameron, to be fair, just reading through them. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the, only, the only other one is, is, have you got any regrets from your time at Blues? Um, from Lee nah, Leaving? I don't, think, I don't think I can have any regrets. You know, I was there for five years. I had some ups and downs, you know, two promotions, unlucky two relegations. And, uh, and a cup winners medal. So I think, as far as that goes, I think, you know. Uh, that ain't bad, is it? That yeah. Bad. That ain't bad. <laughs> it's not bad, you know. I mean, no. obviously, the relegation is obviously a black mark against you. But yeah. um, other than that, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I thought, you know, I came as a young, sort of rough diamond and I probably left a little bit of, of a better player. Probably, um, you know, as I've got older, I've probably got, you know, a little bit better in terms of my all round game and things like that. So, yeah, probably mm-hmm. Blue Sun probably didn't see the best of me in terms of the time frame I was there from. Um, but yeah, I mean, I give it my all, you know, every time I, I put on the blue shirt and you know, I fully enjoyed my five years there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just one, one final one from Ricky Grinnell. He just said, did you ever get fed up with chasing long balls on your own and then have a section of the crowd moan at you for being knackered in the 89th minute? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's definitely subjective, that one, isn't it? Where like, you know, as a player, you know, Playing up front and you're on, it's a graveyard shift, you know, as you see. Yeah, I can understand, yeah. You know, you're yeah. chasing lost causes, you know, you're playing for a team what's defensive-minded and, you know, you're not getting as many chances as you probably want or you'd like. And it's always that one where everyone wants you to do a little bit more, you know, why can't you be there? Why can't you be under this one? Why can't you be the end of that one? Why aren't you getting hold of it? Why aren't you running behind? So it's like, you can never please everyone, can you? So as long as, mm-hmm. uh, from my perspective, the way I look at it, I always played. Every time I was fit, I played. So I did something right with different managers. So obviously, 100%. that's the way yeah, I look okay. at it. That's the way I look at my career. If I, or I'll put a label on him, he doesn't do this or he doesn't do that. And I'll say, well, hang on a minute, I've played 600 games throughout my career, which is a you know, fantastic achievement. It's the first time this year I've played in League One. But other than that, it's been championship and above. Played that in Turkey for a couple of years. But for every manager I've played for, I've always played. So I've always brought yeah. something to the team, what I thought. You know, I'm doing yeah. all right. So if I'm still couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I think that's football, though, Cameron. I mean, there's Arsenal fans now moaning at Aubameyang. Do you know what I mean? At any level, whatever level exactly. you play at, it's subjective. You play for. Massively, massively. Yeah. And like like you say, it's, you're never going to please everyone. You're going to be, you know, one person's cup of tea, but another person will be like, oh no, I think this guy in the squad's better than him. He should have a run of it. He'll play. He won't do anything. They'll be like, oh, actually, well. Yeah, what about this guy? You know, it's so subjective and it's opinions. It's the beauty of the game. We can sit here and we can chat and we can discuss it like we are doing, like you guys do week in, week out. Uh, and that's what makes it so beautiful and that's what makes it so unique, football. Mm-hmm. I can tell you now, Nick, you want to no complaints from us whatsoever. None whatsoever, mate. No. Not even for that first sending off. We, that's what we want. We want you to get in, get stuck in. That's, you know, mm. scoring the goal you did, man. You know, they, these were brilliant times. Yeah, that's the thing. We had good, you know, we, for, I look back at the time and I think, you know, we've had results against Liverpool, United, um, obviously Tottenham, you know, we've gone to places and, you know, give them a good run for their money. We've won cup finals, mm. we've, you know, you know, we've had 
two, two or three years in the Premier League, you know, obviously the times we had in the Championship, we, we was winning, dominating, getting promoted. So it's, it's happy times, you know what I mean? It's, I look back at it for five years of my career and think, you know, I, I matured as a person, as an individual, went from a, you know, a young teenager to, to a, a man. And obviously I improved as a player and the club had success. Yeah. For me, I look back at it and I, I don't look back with regret whatsoever. I look back with just, you know, fond memories. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so coming back to, sorry, Nick, coming back to Siobhan Kenner, her daughter's called Kira, sorry. So oh, Kira, yeah, it's okay, Kira. Kira. Happy ninth birthday. Another quick Kira. catch up from Courtney. Happy ninth birthday for me and Go sorry, go on. Go on. I was just wishing Kira a happy ninth birthday from, from myself and everybody at the show. And obviously, I hope she has a, a wonderful birthday and a, and a great Christmas, followed by that. Fantastic. Here we go. Right, Craig Courtney, we've got 82 numbers left for the signed football. That's £2 for one or three for £5. £2 for one, three for £5. Let's get this one gone, guys, because it's uh, been going two or three weeks now. So we want to get these 82 numbers in and get the dollar in so that we can pass it on to the relevant charities concerned. Yeah, and do and also, do we know the, who the highest bidder is for this uh, shirt? I don't. Is it you, Paul? No, unfortunately <laughs> not. Are you sure? Are going to up it? Are you going to up it? Don't tempt him. He's missing. I was, his I, it's all right. I was just, yeah. I was just reading. I, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I wasn't listening, but I wasn't listening because I was reading. Because I'm gutted, because I've made a mistake, because it's Siobhan's daughter's eighth birthday, not ninth birthday. So, Cameron, oh. that's my fault, mate. I need to wish Mira <laughs> a happy eighth birthday. Oh, you we'll, can't. We'll, do, we'll, we'll roll from the top again then. Go on, then. Rewind. Go on. Kira, happy eighth birthday for myself and everybody at the, uh, the podcast. We wish you a good birthday and obviously have a wonderful Christmas followed by your birthday and obviously a happy new year. Fantastic. That's yeah, flying in, flying in at the minute. Another one from Big Sim. Uh, toughest defender you've ever faced? Uh, Jonathan Woodgate, I thought. Oh, what a player he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, great. In his prime, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. One of the best. One of the best, yeah. 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 A lot of, lot, of, lot of questions about Turkey as well have come in. About yeah. How, how you settled in at Turkey, in Turkey. What your thoughts were. And are uh, the fans of Turkey more passionate than in Birmingham? Yeah, 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 they're mad, they're mad. But the best thing about it, you can't understand what they're saying. So if if someone's having a go, yeah, like you're probably none the wiser. So yeah, that was all right. <laughs> did you have Did you have about nineteen thousand people at the airport greeting you there, like Doris Vassaldi? No, I didn't quite get the right. <laughs> I, I was a bit, I was a bit deflated actually. I got off a Thomas Cook flight and no one was waiting for me. Maybe the flights are available. <laughs> yeah. Was that was that was that planned that move or did how did that come back, Cameron? Did you was it an ambition to play abroad or did it just one of the you know one of those things that kind of spur of the moment thing? Um, it's a little bit of both. I think I always wanted to try something different. Um, there was a few options on the table, but that was probably the closest to home uh, at the time. And um, the city I went to is you know it's a really lovely city and the Aegean, Aegean side of Turkey, so the weather was nice. Me and the family adapted pretty pretty good. Um, so yeah, it was interesting. It was such an interesting experience. Um, I loved it. I love I loved my time there. And um, I'd always said now how hard it is for foreign players to settle in England because wow, it was really really tough. So I always thought to myself, wow, like how can someone be so well respected or thought of in such a a breath, you know, in football terms, and then they come to England and they don't quite do it. And you're thinking, well, I don't understand it. They're so good in Spain, or they're so good in Italy, or they're so good in France, and then they come to England and they struggle. Like, and everyone in England's like, oh, you know, he's a flop. He's, 
it's not this, it's that. But then, you know, from my own experiences going abroad, it's not easy at all. So. No, no. What was uh, Galatasaray like? You know, take it playing against, you know, the big boys, Galatasaray, Fenerbahce. Lame. Lame, Mark. Crazy. Lame. No, but it was um, crazy. It's crazy. It was yeah. crazy. It was good. It was, it was good, but you just couldn't win away from home because of the fans. The fans are just that passionate. It just makes it so hard for you Mad. to get a decision or to get any sort of decisions in the games away from home. Forget about winning at home. They'll win because your fans will dictate to the referee when it's a foul, when it's not a foul, well, them sort of things. So it's it is scary, but it was a great experience. There was you know obviously playing against Galler and Fenner and Besiktas was uh, you know obviously it was was good moments. You know we had good success against them as well against the big boys. So it was it was good. And and flipping that on his head, Cameron, how much different is it playing now in empty stadiums with no fans there at all? Does that affect your personal performance much? Mm. Um, I think it's affecting the whole performance of football, as you can see throughout. You know. Uh, the results throughout different leagues, through different levels, there's more goals, there's more mistakes. Um, yeah. There's no sort of away advantage, away advantage, home advantage has sort of gone out the window. Um, yeah, I think the whole sort of football's, the dynamics of football's changed since COVID, since the empty stadiums. You know, there's not, not, there's not that sort of presence you get or the atmosphere you feel when you're playing a game. It's just a lot more people are relaxed, I think. You've seen that with the mistakes and the games and stuff like that. There's not that like, edge to the game, is there? And it's, it's just not the same. It isn't no, the same. Not, not the same. No, not at all. And who's the best player you've ever played with? on TV and throwing a toilet roll at the cap, to be honest with you. Sorry? <laughs> Sorry it's not again. the same here watching it on TV and chucking a toilet roll at the cap. No, no, no. No, it's not. I no, appreciate you right doing that, these cats. You can't beat me in there as a Cameron's fan. Very, some, quick, some quick fire questions coming in there, mate, at you. Uh, Nigel Mann, Cameron, do you ever regret not signing for West Brom? Didn't have a chance to sign for West Brom. Only when I was leaving Derby, but uh, Derby blocked them. Um, well, there you go. Jason McDonough, Cameron, when you finished playing the game, would you like to go into coaching? No. No. James Byrne, ask Cameron if Milton Keynes dons of any future stars at Blues should be looking at. Three. Cameron, yeah. Jerome, one of them. <laughs> definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. We want you back. We want you back. Oh dear. Uh, people donating, which is really nice. Thanks, Linda Magna. Um, did, 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 did. Are there still numbers left for the Harding shirt, Jason? Yes, there are, but not many. So get in touch with Craig Court if you want some. Mm-hmm. Um, can Cameron give us an insight into Big X team talk in the dressing room before the Carling Cup final? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a brilliant one. But it was crazy. He won, you know. It's quite. I think it was more the staff. I think it was more the staff. Uh, what was giving the sort of the the war cry? But I think Bigette was quite calm for that. But I don't know if he was nervous. I, I doubt he was nervous. Obviously, he's, as a player and as a manager, he's won things before, and so um, he was quite. He was quite a calming presence, to be fair. I think he needed that. I suppose, obviously, with. Uh, he knew what was on the line, the magnitude of the, the task ahead. So, yeah, I think he was quite calm. I remember him being really calm and I was quite surprised with that, to be fair. But the, definitely the staff around him was, you know, was firing into the boys. And, you know, we had experienced players in there anyway, to be fair. So it's not like we was a team full of kids going out there against the mighty Arsenal. You know, we had experienced players who had won trophies and played international football. So, you know, yeah, looking at it that way, I thought, you know, it was quite a, a calming one for us, yeah, going into it. Was Sorry, Sorry, Mark. Go. I was going to say, say what, what, go on, go on, Mark. I was going to say, what was it like at half-time? Was it the same sort of calmness at half-time? Well, yeah, because, you know, obviously no one was expecting you to win the game. So, like, when you're mm. going at half-time, 1-1, you're thinking, OK, well, 
brilliant. You know, save the game, boys. Keep it going. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, we're in the game. We're causing them problems. Mm. It's not like they're nailing us and we've, you know, we're hanging on for dear life and it's like, Jesus, we need to sort this out tactically or this out. It's like, pretty much keep it going. You know what I mean? Keep it up. Try and hit them with a bit more pressure, get some more territory. And obviously, use the things what are uh, getting us success in the game to keep using it, keep using the big man. That's what was, that was all the message. The part that I didn't like about that was um, at the final whistle, how quick the Arsenal supporters disappeared. It's respectful for you. Oh, to, yeah, you know, that was horrible. Walk, walk around the stadium like we used to back in the day with the cup and just take mm. that applause from everybody. You've just yeah, took yeah. part in a major cup final. We've won it and they just disappeared. Oh. Do you think mm. our fans would have stayed, though, if they'd have won it? No, Paul, not nowadays in the modern day. No, no. 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 I think no, it's a modern day thing, isn't it? Mm. Well, I, day. do you know something, Paul? I, I would... Just to see my team get the losers' medals because it's an it's mm-hmm. it, it's a massive achievement, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'd have cut the lads. Yeah, I'd have cut the lads. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point, actually. Yeah, I would have cut the lads off. They, you know, I, 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 did, I, did, I did in Cardiff after we lost to Liverpool. To be fair, yeah, yeah, yeah and they, but there wasn't one. And we should we should bring that tradition back because it's like just really respectful, just to stay and take that take that lap of honour and the applause off everybody in the stadium. I appreciate that people travel. You know, one thing or another, but you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Anyway, Kim Upton, it's my grandson's Joe's ninth birthday tomorrow. He met you at the Sea Life Centre when you met fans before the Vile game. You were his favourite player. Could you give him a little message? It's Joe Upton. Joe, hope you're watching, mate. Have a wonderful birthday if you've not had a wonderful day, and enjoy your Christmas, mate. Keep right on. Superb, superb. There's a couple more coming in. There's that many comments coming in. Unreal, unreal. Quick one, uh, quick one from me, Cameron. Who's the best player you've ever played with in your whole career? And at Blues, if it's two different players. Um, Jesus, that's a tough one, you know, because uh, for different reasons, I'd say different players. So it's, it's very tough. But at Blues, I thought the one who stood out for like outstanding talent was Zarate for me. You know, he yeah. had exceptional, exceptional ability, like really scary ability. Uh, mm. It's like he, he didn't even belong there, you know, at, at Blues. It was like, Wow, how have we managed to get this guy? Who is this guy and how have we managed to get him? Like, scary how he was there. And uh, he was there and gone with a flash and obviously did well in Italy and come back to England and didn't do as well as he probably could have done here. But yeah, he was, ability-wise, Jesus, he was up there yeah. with, with everybody. You know, he'd fit into a, a, you know, a top four or five team now, you know, if he was as diverse on the scene now. So yeah, he yeah. was one. Ability-wise, was, yeah, he was, he was scary. Great yeah. message from Anthony Garvey. I lived in Qatar for 10 years and in 2009, 2009, a lovely 62-year-old woman gave me a short note. It was Cameron Jones' autograph that he had signed for her grandson years earlier when he was at Uddersfield and I've still got that autograph. That's absolutely lovely. That's brilliant, isn't it? That's isn't fantastic. it? Fantastic. Fantastic. Isn't it just? Um, Luke, um, Luke mm. shall I come in with well, this I, one? I, I can't believe we've got just over half an That's hour of the show to go. Craig Courtney is saying the seven teams still left in the West shirt. And does Cameron stay in touch with any of his old Blues teammates from Pete Taylor? Um, I still speak to Gary McSheffrey, uh, Neil Dans. Uh, I seen Lee Bowie last week when we beat them. Uh, we had a good little giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that one in. Yeah. yeah, we had a good little giggle to be fair. He's like, you still playing? I said, Bose, I'm sure we signed you when you was older than me. There's plenty of life in me yet. Steve Portman wants to know why I'm wearing his hat. If you think it's your hat, mate, you, I'll tell you what, I'll do a, I'll do a, a grump off with you. <laughs> You'd win. You're still the You'd fastest win. player on the pitch, Cameron. 
Um, I, I've lost a, a few yards, but I'm still a few yards quicker than a few than most. So yeah, but I'm still doing yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The birthday even... flying in. John Bullingham, his grandson Huey the Bluey. It's his third birthday tomorrow. Can you give him a mention, please? Oh, they're coming tonight, aren't they? Records, record, record <laughs> amounts. Mine on Friday. Never mentioned it before. That's Huey the Bluey. Was that for it's Huey? Spring. Huey, yep, yep, Huey. Huey, uh, happy birthday, mate. Happy third one. Uh, have a great day and obviously enjoy your Christmas. Smashing. I had a wonderful visitor come the other day and I wasn't, uh, I wasn't at home, unfortunately. <laughs> And it was uh, the wonderful Mrs. Brown herself, yes, himself, I was. himself. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bought me this gift. Now, I wasn't going to open it because, as you know, it's my birthday on Christmas Day. This is why I oh, wear right. this, right? <laughs> uh, but Chris has asked me to specifically open it on the show tonight. Go on, then. And here we go. <laughs> oh, feels like Christmas. I hate that song. I wish it could be Christmas every day. I'd be about 145,000. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just let you know there's no money in it. <laughs> oh, that is absolutely superb. Looks like a selection box. It's oh. the back of a frame, ladies and gents. It's the back of a frame. Whoever <laughs> <laughs> is the king of rock and roll, Elvis Presley. Hey, yeah. oh yeah, great, it's superb. I thought you'd like that. City Museum, along with all my uh, other Elvis artifacts that I've got in there as well. Yeah, I thought you'd Thank like you. that. Thank you. And Steve Portman reckons I wouldn't beat him in a grump off. Chris, can we have a live grump off at some junction? Please? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jason says, have you ever had a teammate with the worst dress than some Gareth Ainsworth? Is <laughs> <laughs> uh, he allowed to say? Cameron? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought Big Benner had bad dress sense, to be fair. Big Nicholas. Uh, <laughs> he, he, was, he was very flamboyant, to say the least. But, yeah, yeah, he definitely had bad gear, to be fair. That was a good season, wasn't it, when we had him and Mwamba and Larson and Fabrice, oh. yeah. Yeah, McSheffrey scored all the goals yeah, as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, Gary didn't, Gary didn't pass me the ball, McSheffrey, but yeah, he was on <laughs> No, that season we went on. We were such a young a young team, but uh, Steve definitely got it right with his recruitment then. You know, the three boys from Arsenal was, was massive, massive. Yeah, sign. yeah, yeah. Matty Sadler, Matty Sadler as well played out of his skin, didn't he? At left yeah. Back. yeah. Yeah. Matty Sadler at left back, Stephen Kelly at right back, obviously. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Mike Taylor there, bigger uh, Martin Taylor at the back as well. Yeah, Bruno and Gotti, uh, obviously myself. There was, I think DJ was still around then, was he? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, Clements, Stephen Clements. Yeah, Clements was there. He was hanging on by then, but yeah, Clem was still there. We had a good mix, like you say, we had a good few experience and a few you know, good younger talents. So it, it worked really well. The balance was, was good. And the yeah. Newcastle away, that's another good memory. The Newcastle away, 5-1 in the cup. Oh, yeah. yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah that was a good game, that. What a, what a game. Yeah. What a game. That was a great game. Don't forget yeah. Alan Shearer's face on BBC One at half-time. I think we were, what was it, at half-time, <laughs> 3 or 4-0. Yeah. So, yeah, we, 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 we blew him off the pitch that night, didn't we? Yeah. Amazing game, that was. Yeah. Stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was the camaraderie like in the squads that you was in, Cameron? Any good sort of pranks played on each other or was um, it relatively the first year I got there because the lads was pretty similar age so it was the bond was quite strong the first year we yeah. got promoted it was really strong uh, after we got promoted to the Prem a few lads went and a few lads came it sort of got a little bit divided in terms of age you know like obviously it was, it's always that fine one between the age uh, a few lads who were married and it's quite older pros and then you've got a few younger 
sort of, um, I wouldn't say jokers, but a sort of like livelier group of lads. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was always that sort of one. But I thought, wait, obviously when you had like people like Liam Ridgewell and uh, Craig Gardner came and you know, obviously Roger was there and Stevie Carr and stuff like that sort of, when we had that sort of squad uh, with Bose and stuff like that, Barry Ferguson, he was a grumpy one, so he hated anything we did. <laughs> So it was like it was it was quite funny then. Obviously, like obviously, guards is like you know a barrel of laughs. Rigid was like a barrel of laughs. Roger was you know a barrel of laughs as well. So it was it was good good times. And the boys had some good good bits of banter flat around them times. Yeah. yeah. Any, any oh, funny stories? Any funny laughs, stories you can tell us? It was good good times. And the boys had some. Oh, um, okay, we just lost you there for a minute, Cameron. Sorry about that, mate. Um, Paul, could we uh, throng out the 1 to 11 as quick as you can? Because we've got 30 minutes to go. Oh, yeah. Yes. I was just asking Cameron very quickly if there's any quick, funny stories you can tell us. Any, anyone quite any good pranks you can remember on each other? Um, prank wise, I mean, it's just the basic things, really. But it's just funny at the time when you're there, you know, when people, you know, cut people's <laughs> trainers and people's clothes, someone comes in with, in a new outfit. Everyone knows it probably looks pretty cool, but, you know, you, you hang it up in a dressing room and then obviously a lad comes in, finds his clothes hung up and he's fuming. And he's just, you know, obviously lads are getting on him about his gear and stuff like that. Mm. Loads of little things. It's just football banter, isn't it? You know, like little bits yeah. of pieces. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Nothing crazy, you know, nothing crazy. No, no. So, Cameron, shall we get on to your 1 to 11, mate? So, um, yeah, what formation What formation you play? I'm going to go flat 4 4 2. Yeah. No. Far away, mate. Far away. Um, I'm going to go Joe Hart in goal because obviously when he came, obviously, um, you know, made a massive impact. Obviously, Joe went on to bigger and better things after Blues. But um, yeah, he was magnificent that season. Obviously, we, that was the season we uh, obviously set the record in the Premier League for the highest position up at uh, finish. So that was obviously, um, yeah, why I picked Joe. Uh, but yeah. left back, I'd say Liam Ridgewell because obviously... Um, Playing with Ridgie, he was sort of not a natural left back, more of a centre half. But I thought um, the times he played, it was magnificent. It popped up with goals, had that extra bit of quality on the ball. Uh, all around good lad, good teammate, and yeah, obviously, uh, yeah. Ridgie deserves his place there. I have to say, the two centre halves picked themselves, Roger and Scott Dan. Uh, yeah, obviously, mm. both immense signings at the time. Uh, exactly what we needed: uh, good young uh, quality centre half. So yeah, them two obviously. Straight in, Stevie Carr at right back um, gets the armband yeah. as well. Uh, gets the armband, yeah, captain, yeah, 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 definitely. He was just such a um, just, just a wonderful professional, you know. You know, just to, to be around someone who's been there and played at the highest level for so long, um, and came back having sort of been retired. McLeish had to sort of beg him to come back and help him out. You know what I mean? So he come back and you know the standards he set every day in training around the place and. You know, it's just a big influence on people. You know, especially younger players looking up to someone who, you know, who's held in such high regards from everyone in the football world. Yeah. You know, and he had the hunger to be better every day, and it just drove the team on. Uh, so he was massive. He was massive for the dressing room. Stevie was. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, right wing. I'm going to go Seb Larson, uh, inverted right winger. Um, obviously, set piece delivery, fantastic. Really nice uh, guy as well on and off the pitch. Um, yeah. But- yeah. I've said on here before, Cameron, I've said on here before that Seb Larson's the closest we'll ever see at St Andrews. Mm. Well, I hope, I hope he isn't, obviously. I hope we get someone in the future that is even more so. But in my lifetime so far, he's the closest we'll ever, I've ever seen. And I don't know if you disagree with this, Mark, but the closest I've ever seen to David <laughs> Beckham in a blue shirt. I knew it's like that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that, to be honest with you. I mean, if you was, if you was a neutral fan, what would you think Seb, of Seb, when you heard Seb Larson? you just think delivery from a set, play, set yeah. piece. Right, right. Yeah. It's like James Ward-Prowse. 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. got an engine on him, so he can get up and down the pitch. He can get around the pitch, 12, 13k a game, and delivery-wise, technically, you know, he's really, 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 you know, yeah. and then so yeah, them two. Um, the, 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 the midfield, I'd say Fabrice Mwamba, I'd have him sort of sitting off just for what he brought to the team, and obviously, um, you know, unlucky sort of what happened to him, you know, obviously, yeah, yeah. Fabrice. Yeah. Really nice kid, uh, you know, humble, uh, funny. Um, but what he brought to the team, he could, you know, he could destroy a, a midfield too on his own, you know, with his athletic mm-hmm. ability. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Fabrice definitely goes in there. And uh, who did I pick the other one? Would be, I think, Barry Ferguson. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Barry in there, centre midfield, obviously. Uh, Mr. Angry, as everyone used to call him. But uh, <laughs> such, like Stevie Carr, such a competitor. Um, you know, obviously a great leader on and off the pitch. Uh, one, of the, one of the guys who sort of set that standard in the change rooms as well. Um, and obviously he'd, he'd won a lot in his career as well. So yeah, Barry obviously was a, was a brilliant... Couldn't have, couldn't, couldn't have been easy because you played with so many good ones. Didn't you in the centre of the park? I mean, Craig Gardner, you know, um, Lee Bowyer. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's tough because obviously these players you're going to forget about. I mean, Gard's got 10 goals for midfield one season, you know, so it's like... Yeah. How could we... Are you not picking someone like that, Lee Boy? You got eight goals from mid- midfield, mm. you know. So it's like, but I just for, for the influence what he did on and off the pitch. It's just like how he sort of transformed the team on and off the pitch. What he did, what his qualities were. So you know that's why he sort of in for me. Um, and obviously out on the left, um, <laughs> I'm gonna pick McSheffrey just for what he brought that <clears throat> first season in terms of how he burst onto the scene. Uh, buying him from Coventry in in in, in um, August was a, was a master shirt for Bruce. You know, mm-hmm. obviously bringing him in and ma- he managed to get 12, 14 goals by Christmas and obviously propelled us um, to where we were in the league. And obviously that was sort of a springboard to, for us to go on and get promoted. So yeah, he yeah, had yeah. a massive contribution uh, to the club's mm-hmm. turnaround in, in that period of time when I was there. Mm-hmm. So it was a close one between him and McFadden, to be fair. Yeah, uh, McFadden obviously did really well when he when he came yeah. in. But uh, you know, obviously you know Gary was. Was exceptional for the time he was there, for in my in my view, anyway. And obviously, yeah, yeah. Uh, two strikers that go for uh, Christian Benitez, obviously for the impacts he had on the pitch, and obviously the partnership I formed with him, mm-hmm. and um, for self just because of the ability he had and how you know you know his his past periods before he got injured at the club, you know obviously what he meant to the to the fans and. Obviously, he was held such in high regards uh, by everybody around the place, and he was just an unfortunate guy who just had, you know, major problems of injury. But training, professional as anything, he was first in, last out, and you know, obviously, having been at the stage of my career, I mean, now seeing players who have struggled for injury, it's like it's similar to Jack, to Jack Wilshire, you know. Yeah. Amazing, amazing player, scary talent, but he, he can just never stay fit, and it's no problem of his. It's just his body doesn't agree with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we had, if we could have kept David, David Dunn and Forsell fit for a long period of time, then you'd never got relegated. Never, never in a million years would you got relegated. Dunn here when he was flying in his peak, he was doing scary things in the middle of the park. Obviously, oh, Mikel with his with yeah. his uh, finishing prowess, you know, you, that 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 season you'd have never gone down. Absolutely no. not. No, good team though. Very good team. Mm. Yeah, there's a few missed out on, but just for different reasons, you know. Obviously, from what. I thought they brought to the the pitch, and obviously what they brought to the dressing room was characters and guys as well. So that was, you know, my one to eleven really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Who was the captain? Captain Stephen Carper. Stephen Carper. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay, uh, Craig Courtney says we've got four tickets left for the Wes Harding shirt. That's four tickets left. Well, I'd love those to go tonight so that we can draw that tonight. And I'm going to introduce you to the man himself, the legend, Craig Courtney. Uh, good evening, all. There he is. Who are you? Who are you? Go on, Craig. Less and less of our words will stop the guests. <laughs> You're a stranger. Um, what's this little one's name? This is Olivia that's next to me. Three points. 
against a team that, what does that take us? Level on points with them, takes us in a great position going into the business yeah. end. Uh, okay. But yeah. Stuart Parnaby. had a lot of possession. Oh, he's got it straight away, hasn't he? got it straight away. Possession doesn't win you. Got it. Uh, Linda that, that quick, then. Craig, please <laughs> tell me how I pay. How, how, how does she pay, um, Craig? Linda, I'll send you a link across and you can do it direct. It's no Martin, problem. Linda, take that link. Steve Portman, how much donation for the last four? It's uh, £2 a ticket, Steve. £2 a ticket. Let's get them gone. Now, um, well, I wasn't, in, I wasn't expecting this tonight, to be honest with you, Craig, and never met you face-to-face, and I obviously would love to, but with all the COVID going on, I'm thinking about, um, as soon as this thing's all over, mate, we're going to have a busting good party, I promise you. Um, Pete Taylor says you've signed more than Barry Fry. <laughs> 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 Jesus, that is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Three minutes till the last 15 minutes, guys, and we're going to have a laugh. We're going to go out with a bit of a blast on uh, the last show of 2020. It's been an absolutely miserable, horrible year. But what we're going to do is try and cheer it up a bit. Olivia, do you like my hat? Yeah. You like my jumper, Olivia? What do you think of my jumper? Which, one, which one's better? The hat. The hat wins. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Paul, Paul, she said you've got to put a hat on to stop you from shining. I oh, know. <laughs> I never thought of that. Uh, Craig, Steve Portman saying send me the link because I think he wants to make a donation there. We've got four four tickets left. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Let's have it. Let's have it. Thank you, pardon. Hang on, we've got some some news coming in here. Tracy Hemmings, can I have two, please? There you go. There's two left. Two left. left. Steve Portman, if you want to have them now, have them quick because if anybody else comes in before you, whoa, you know what the rules are. Okay, that shirt looks like it's going to be pulled out tonight and uh, it's going to get um, posted out to somebody, uh, possibly not in time for Christmas, but never mind, at least you know it will be on the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nick, I can confirm the last numbers have gone, so I'll be doing the draw shortly. Okay, can you do it live on the the screen for us, Craig, when you do? Okay, so we'll give that three or four minutes. I can't believe we're into the last 17 minutes of, of, of... the whole year, it's been a journey, you know, from that very first time when we had lockdown and I did that daft one in me, in me blues museum. Uh, no. Probably had a few too many steins of beer to be perfectly honest. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tracy's saying, Craig, can you please send me the link? Auntie Linda will send you the link, uh, Tracy, and then we can get them done. Steve Portman, he'll take the last two. There you go. It's all done. So the West Harding shirt is now shut and closed. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be definitely drawn tonight. There are you we go. Draw, are so, we going to draw? Sorry, Craig. Minutes of the show. Sorry, Craig. Are we going to draw it tonight? Are we going to have time yet? Yeah, I'll draw it. I've got a little random number selector, so we'll draw that in a second. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Great stuff. Quick <laughs> question. Quick question for Cameron. Who was your football idol growing up, mate? Uh, I had more than one, but Ryan. G- I'm a big Man United fan, so mm. obviously. You know, I grew up idolising, you know, Giggsy, uh, Andy Cole, but as being a striker, I just used to love watching, you know, Fowler, um, Shearer, all the guys who was obviously scoring the goals at the time, you're just looking up to them and just going like, amazing, you know, obviously, Alan Shearer doesn't, you know, get any better than people like that, obviously, Robbie Fowler when he was, uh, you know, bursting on the scene, and obviously Andy Cole winning trophies at Man United, so those are the sort of strikers I was looking at at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to play with Andy for a little bit, didn't you, when he came to Blues? Yeah, he came for uh, a few months on loan. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was obviously like a bit like, wow, 
surreal. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's a guy I grew up like idolizing, and he's he's come to sort of see us over the line, get us promoted, and you know, he was great around the place. Obviously, he's a massive yeah. thrill. I was going to say, I've got an admission to make. But when when he came, I had this image of him being, you know, the grumpy, the surly, and all the rest of it. But I did actually have a chat with him after the one game for about ten minutes. One of the loveliest guys I've ever met. Such nah. a nice guy. He was yeah. really genuine, really genuine, nice really guy, nice uh, approachable. You could ask him for yeah. a little bit of advice, you know, stuff yeah. like that. He was, you know, he's a good, he's a good guy. I think he's obviously mis, uh, misjudged, isn't he? Obviously, from, misinterpreted, yeah. Yeah, definitely is, isn't he? But uh, we all. Yeah. Okay, Joe Donahoe, as always, uh, great show. Oh, great show. You you really are a great bunch of lads for what you do. Happy Christmas to you all from Joe in Dorset. Keep right. A very happy Christmas to you and your family, Joe, as well. Let's hope we can get rid of this COVID thing soon and we can all get back to meeting up with each other. Uh, Kim Upton, Merry Christmas. Come to you and your family. Great show. Oh, and all the others involved. Kiss, kiss. Thank you very much indeed. We are, ladies and gentlemen, into the last 15 minutes of the year, of the Tilton Talk Show year, the last 15 minutes of the Tilton Talk Show year. And how else could we go out tonight without mentioning that word? Christmas. No, <laughs> <laughs> so anything to do with Christmas? <laughs> football. <laughs> word association, Cameron. Can you think of any? Yeah, miserable get. <laughs> One or two. One or two. I, got, I came up with uh, Andy Carroll. Oh, yeah. clever, clever. Clever. We had quite a few good ones at the, at the beginning of the show, didn't we? Um, I, I'd got mince pucker pies. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about Simon Church? Yeah. Thanks, Cameron, and thanks to all. Thanks to you, Linda. You've been an absolute rock through this year as well. Thank you very much for all your support. Mm. Um, right, while they're, before, while they're coming in, Chris, could we do that draw now then, buddy? Uh, Craig. Great, yeah, great. We can indeed, and uh, Olivia's going to press the button. So, um, <laughs> so the random number for those, and hopefully, I don't know whether you can see that on the screen. Eleven, eleven. number eleven. Number eleven. Okay. Oh, Chuto's <laughs> number as well. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I don't know how we can uh, we can announce this one actually because uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually Birmingham City is the team. Right. And um but, yeah, and Birmingham City was owned by our very own Mark the Rogue Adams. Yeah, oh. there you go, Mark Adams, oh, Birmingham six. City. I'll tell you what, you couldn't write a book, could you? You know what? You know what? I, I never I never win anything. Oh he's crying <laughs> it in, honey. He's crying it in. I never win anything. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> they're coming in, they're coming in, they're coming oh, in. My birthday middle. on Friday, thanks, Linda. Three word winner, my birthday, the 25th. Ha-ha. Brett Angel from Paul McCarthy. Brett Angel, yeah, there's a good one. Uh, Christmas Amber, Christmas Amber. Steve <laughs> 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 Job, I love it, I love it, I love it. Uh, Christmas Dugarry. <laughs> Jason is Christmas Caraca. <laughs> Jason McDonald, happy birthday for Friday, Nick. Thank you very much, mate. Oh, golly. Uh, Ryan Giggs in blankets. Ryan Pigs in blankets. That's a good one, I like that one. <laughs> Please, Darren Rudolph's just come in. Oh, my goodness me. Uh, Mervyn Christmas Day. <laughs> uh, and everybody's saying, well done, Mark. Well done. Uh, it was, as you say, a random number selector. Um, that's earned, Craig. How, uh, yeah, Craig, how much has that earned now for the charities? Uh, that's another £210 that we've got. And oh. I will be applying through work to get those funds matched as well. So, uh 
Superb. I'll update on how that goes. Okay, hang on, how's the Liam, Liam Dash that's gone for 250? So Liam Dash still sitting at 250. If it's not That'll go at the end of the, the show. Uh, yeah, if it's not by the end of the show, I'll announce who it is that's got that as well. Superb, mate, superb. Ooh, is it a uh, secret? <laughs> We've got David Golden Balls. <laughs> Can I have Santa Claus Jensen? Nicholas Benter. Benter. Oh. <laughs> oh, man alive, man alive. So, who are you playing you next, like? Cameron? Who, you got, who, who MK Don's got next when you're playing Saturday? Um, yeah, we play boxing there. We're at home to Bristol Rovers, but I'm not sure it's going to be on because they've had a COVID scare there. So, um, oh, maybe nah. it's too uh, So, yeah, all, all preparations start tomorrow, back in tomorrow morning. So, um, yeah, just need to start winning games, I suppose. Just like like everything else, business as usual. It's Christmas, but yeah. as as footballers, you know, we don't we don't really have a good Christmas, do we? So we're here to entertain. No. How, how you spending? Sorry, Cameron. How you spending Christmas yourself? Uh, Gaffers give us Christmas Day off, so um, obviously that's a nice touch. So I'll be back uh, home with the family Christmas Day, and then travel down uh, to the game Boxing Day. So um, yeah, it'd be nice to spend spend the day with the boys and the misses, and yeah, just have a nice little family gathering. Yeah, it's the old Norwich player, isn't it? Your manager there, the Russell Martin. Yeah, yeah, um, Russell. I was uh, played with him at Norwich for three years, and you know he's a he's a great captain. Honestly, he he, yeah. he straight away he was going to be a manager from a mile off. You know, it was something that he marked to do from from when he was playing, and it's something he's so passionate about. So uh, you know, it's, it's brilliant to be a part of something uh, what someone believes so strongly in. So um, no, it's it's great. It's great to be helping out and helping the young lads, giving them some advice and stuff like that. So no, it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you, you also played for England under twenty ones as well, didn't you? Yeah, I think I had ten, eleven caps for the twenty ones. So yeah, that oh, was that's obviously nice. a nice, nice achievement as well for for myself. And in the mid and in the mid two thousands, I'm guessing you would have played with the likes of you would have played with some players that went on to obviously represent us at the at the uh, at senior level as well. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, who was there? Leighton Baines was it? Leighton Baines, one of them. Yeah, Bainesy, uh, Theo Walcott. Um, yeah, Aaron Lennon, Mika Richards, yeah, uh, Avbon Lahore, uh, Darren Ben, Dean Ashton, Carlton Cole, um, yeah, obviously Joe Hart, yeah, um, there's, there's loads from the squad. Loads, you know? yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads and loads and loads of messages coming in from Steve Portman. Happy Merry Christmas birthday, Nick DJ Sport. Thank you very much indeed and a Merry Christmas to everybody else from Steve Portman and a very Merry Christmas from all of us as well to all our good friends at Accessible Blues from everything you do through yeah. the year for us as well mm-hmm. what a wonderful wonderful group we've got Stephen Gill with Rudolph Van Nisselrooy Chris Rowe <laughs> with Christmas Bugari uh, Wayne Sproutledge from Adam Wilkes Wayne <laughs> <laughs> Sproutledge that's a good one we've got Noel Whelan coming from Michael Woods uh, Anthony Garby Denver Humbug <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Paul McCarthy's gone for Harry Sugar Kane, Craig Courtney, Santa Claus Jensen, uh, Carol Man Jerome, <laughs> all from Nigel Mann. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon McQueen's speech from Jason News. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Craig Courtney's gone for Dennis Three Wise Men. Nissan's my bad. Well, Jason Newell. Yeah. Jason Yule, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason Yule, yeah, we've got David Eggnog from Pete Taylor, Halley Red Napkin from Adam Will, <laughs> uh, Linda Ensor's gone for Trevor Frankincense. <laughs> oh, God, Nigel Man Stephen Christmas card, um, a messy new year from J- Jason, Neil Alfridge, Alfred, I like that one. Uh, Cameron Genome, 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 me. Uh, Gary Giblet, uh, Ivan's son, I 
Son Hick oh, from Ray. I can see the winner. I can see the winner. Gary Emmanuel. Ricky no, Grotto. The next one. Ricky Grotto. <laughs> Ricky Grotto. This is killing me off, man. It's going to be the winner. Oh, gosh. Who's going to pick the winner? No, we've still got we've still got seven minutes to go oh, yet. Ricky so, Grotto, you can't beat that one. So yeah, Ricky Grotto's Ramsey. winning at the minute. So, Santony <laughs> Knockart. Santony, Santa, Ni Knockart. You get that one, yeah? From Anthony Garvey. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, I've gone up. I'm having a flush. I think Sir Alf, Sir Alf Ramsey was a good one as well. Sir Alf Ramsey, I did like oh, that yeah, one, yeah. That's a good one, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be Ricky, Ricky Grotto for me. Oh, dear. <laughs> Cameron, I remember you getting one at Sunderland as well. The, the, the speed that you went down that left and cut in with your right foot and absolutely buried it in the top corner at the Stadium of Light. Do you remember that one? Yeah, was it two, was it two nil two nil win off three nil? I, th- I think we I think I think we actually lost that game, but I just remember that goal. Yeah, I think I remember the goal, Michelle. Remember the uh, Spanish midfielder? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where did we get him from? Uh, uh, Sporting Gijon. Yeah, uh, yeah. Remember him sliding me through on the left and going through and finishing. But yeah, he was he was a good one, you know. But he just just couldn't get to grips with the physicality. But he was a very good player in training. Really, really good player. Really yeah. good player. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, well, well. Uh, coming in. <laughs> so we've got uh, a good one here from Penny Wood. Nice one. Nice to hear from you, Penny. Merry Christmas to you and all your family. Uh, the first Noel Blake. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Man's gone for Robbie Savage around the Christmas tree, unless the Xmas. Paul Hunt says, have a great Christmas, boys. Cameron, you've been a great listen. Thanks, Paul. And the same to you. Ricky Blotto from Des Fox. Uh, Frankincense Lampard from Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Silent Night Vile Park when we beat them 2 0 in the Premier. Yeah, that's a clever one, that is, isn't it? How how good has it been, though, Chris Nick and Mark? How good has it been doing this this year, you know, under all the circumstances? Mm. Brilliant. It's been brilliant just to interact with people, you know, it's been fantastic. If you'd have said to all of us, Cameron, if you'd have told us like 10 years ago when we were sat in the stands watching you playing, that we'd be doing this now, we'd probably all laugh, you know what I mean? It's the way way times have have sort of advanced though, it's like Mm. you found a niche which works and obviously you've got such a good, strong core of listeners, it's testimony to you guys, you know, to to see that what people want to hear and, you know. Yeah, they're all all nutters, as you can tell, uh, Cameron, they're all nutters that listen to us. As you can tell. <laughs> Steve Portman's gone for Ryan Christmas babble, but bauble, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jason Hughes, <laughs> really, little donkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not great. That's a good one, clever. Yeah. clever. Even I didn't yeah, that one. <laughs> we've had guests on every week, Cameron more or less this year, every show, all, all the yeah. way through this year, all the way yeah, through yeah. this year, yeah. through the pandemic. Mm. And that's what it's about. I mean, obviously, I took a little while to get back to you, but it's something and nothing, you know, something what obviously all little players would be interested in doing. So it's, it's mm-hmm. obviously, it's a great little thing you, you guys have got going on it, you know, especially in the pandemic where people are at home and they can't get out and they can't have that socialization and that talking mm-hmm. of football, what they'd normally have down the pub or down the games and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. This is 10, 10, 10th season. This is. Yeah. 10th season. We're going to, uh, season. yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, Pete Taylor has gone for David Stockingdale. <laughs> 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 Linda Magna loved your red boots, Cameron. Do you still play in red boots now? Uh, I've toned it down a bit. I've gone back to basics, back to black. Uh, I don't get I, it. I can't get away with, with colours. I don't get it. Too old for that. Too old for that. 
Grand, grand uh, comment there from Michael Woods. Brilliant guests each and every single one, every single week as well. It's been an absolute gem. It's been a horrible, horrible, horrible year. It's been a horrible year, not just for football, but all those people that we know that have uh, had this vile virus that's still flying around and has now mutated and is now seems to be getting worse and worse. And, uh, you know, ooh. Please, yeah. sir, can I have some more Bobby Moore or Anthony Garvey? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, just, I just hope, like, the, these guys, we do this every single Monday, and the wonderful guests that we have have given all their free time up. I know that, I know, I know that you all have really appreciated everything that we've done throughout this year to keep, uh, try and keep the spirits up and to try and um, kind of keep together. You, you know what I mean? Because it's been, it's been just horrible not being able to meet up in the studio uh, and I saw, well, I didn't see Chris Brown the other day, but uh, apparently Sharon said he looked another 10 years older than last time she saw him. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say as well, I was over there on a business trip. I wasn't, uh, I didn't purposely go over there, you know, because of restrictions and so forth. Yes, no, a, no, no, you were, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Before people start yeah. thinking. <laughs> uh, Thomas Murr, don't know, I don't get that one. Murr, Frankie Sense Murr. Frankie yeah. Yeah, I got, I've got that bit, but I didn't go who Thomas Moore was. No, no, Thomas no, no. Moore, ain't it? The goalie, remember the old goalie? Oh, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> Thanks, Jason, for that one. Um, yeah. Cameron, thank you so, so very much for giving up your Monday evening for us, my friend. Um, revered down the blues, absolute loved. Uh, <laughs> we knew what we was going to get from you. Never gave less than 100%. Even in that last minute, can I tell you what? You were still, you were still giving it all, still giving it all. Uh, Craig Courtney, wow, wow, wow! I, yeah. I, I don't, I, words fail me. Paul, what do you reckon? Legend, mm. yeah. absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Got the, charm, got the charm on that messenger, mate. That's all I'll say. <laughs> uh, can we can we just close the competitions now as well, and uh, maybe maybe Craig can uh, give us a, a um, you know a roundup. I can indeed, so I can confirm. So we'll keep the number game going. Yeah. Um, still got still got a few going on that one, uh, but can confirm that uh, Paul Lilly. Is the uh, the proud owner of the Liam Day shirt? So thank you, Paul. That's a well huge, done, huge amount of money. So thank well you very much. Indeed. That's a lot of, mo- lot of dough, a lot of dough, a lot of dough. Absolutely. And, uh, so, so tonight, um, Craig, we've we've raised a few bob tonight, and and if your your company matches it, well, what could be the total of tonight's show? So with the uh, with the two sums of money plus what we've done so far we are not too shy uh, with the matching of around two thousand pounds now brilliant and we've still got the other ball to go as, as well after that one and then uh, next year we've got the sign shirts from Boyle Sports which we thank for sponsoring us and for being so very kind to us all through the year mm-hmm. um, to our friends at Accessi Blues of course Garrison Coffee Company, SAS Autos, Borsy Labour Club, which we're all desperate to get to and, and, and share a point together. Mm. Uh, but from me, it's now nine o'clock. Cameron, Jerome, you've been an absolute megastar tonight. Thank you so very much. Thanks for having me. Been a brilliant. Thank you. Really enjoyed it. So this Merry, is it. Merry Christmas to all our viewers and fans out there as well. From yeah. there. So this yeah. is it. Yeah. Have a good one. The last minute. And what we'd love to say is we'll give our own personal message. We'll take about a minute, about 20 seconds each. I just want to wish every single one of you the happiest Christmas you can possibly have. Stay safe. Stick to the rules. Stay in as much as you possibly can and come back after the new year. Um, 
we're just going to crack on. We're just going to crack on. But all, all of you, every single one, thank you so much for your support all year and uh, look forward to chatting with you, seeing with you in, in, in the new one. Paul? Yeah, like I just said, Merry Christmas to everyone out there and, and, and keep right on and keep the faith as well. You know, moving forwards, it's going to be a bumpy ride this season, I think. You know, we're going to have ups and downs, but I just I do believe we've got the right man for the job uh, talking longer term if he's given the time. So hopefully we've got... Uh, better times ahead in, in, in the in the longer future. But yeah, Mark. under the circumstances, have a great Christmas and uh, Merry Christmas. Mark? Um, pretty much the same. Um, Blues-wise, let's stick together, get behind Karanka. He's not going anywhere. He's 20 games in. Um, off the pitch, I just want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas from the bottom of my heart. And I'm not being cheesy, I'm just saying genuinely, <laughs> look after each other. Cameron, a message from you. Uh, just from a Christmas perspective, just wish everybody a, a happy Christmas. Uh, everybody stay safe. Try and abide by the rules, um, you know, and obviously, you know, just try and make the most of a terrible year and a terrible situation. And obviously, from a Birmingham's perspective, you know, keep right on. Keep behind the manager. Let's see how he goes. Let's go. And Cameron, I've never had a Birmingham City player, ex or current, wish me a happy birthday for Christmas Day. Off you go. Here <laughs> <laughs> we go. Well, Chris, happy birthday. That's like a birthday. My name's Nick, This is the other one, Nick. <laughs> Merry Christmas. And uh, I'm sure you won't be a bar humbug. And uh, keep up the good work with the show, mate. Brilliant thank stuff. You, thank you. And from uh, good old Craig Courtney. Yeah, just uh, echo really what everybody else has said, but Merry Christmas. Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, it's been a tough 2020, but 2021 is going to be better. And uh, stick behind the boys and keep right on. And from the young lady? And from the gaffer himself, Chris Brown. Yep, everybody, have a good one. But most of all, most of all, stay safe. Thank you. And from us all at the Tilton Talk Show, a very Merry Christmas and the happiest New Year we can possibly have. See you in 2021. Thank you. Good night, all. Good night. Good night, all. Good night. We are the